0: Obama Lama, Marrying Mr. Darcy, Go Cuckoo, and a Geeky Day of Games in Bristol. This is Staying In.
1: How was your trip, Chris?
0: It was great. Let, rate it, can you rate it out of ten? What, the overall package or just the journey down by car? The whole, the whole, the whole thing. thing. The whole thing, The whole thing, thing, really. thing was
2: magnificent. If you it, were to trip-advise it. Oh my god, we're talking at like at least a six. No, 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 it was amazing. Honestly, it was like 11. 10 or 11. It was fantastic. Okay. Loved okay. it. I mean, it's probably the most number of board games I've ever played in such a short period of time.
0: We have played... We
1: got through quite a lot, didn't we?
0: We've played basically all the all the board games that have ever been made. <laughs> what, um, what
1: did we actually get through? We got through um, Mysterium...
2: Yeah, that was Sam's birthday uh, treat that he talked about in the last episode. Yeah,
1: your one that you brought which was the aliens.
2: Oh, Escape from the Aliens, yeah, from Osprey Games. I've
1: never played. I've not even played a hidden movement game before, so that was cool for me.
2: We had Go Cuckoo, It is a dexterity game.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, should we should we should we like smash through what we actually did? So obviously like you guys arrived. Yeah. And then um, uh we that was quite late. So we were like hmm let's get to bed early like the really cool cool dude let's get to bed
1: early so we can wake up and play board games early we had a trip didn't we We, me and Pete figured our route out in Bristol Um, any Bristol listeners will know uh, hopefully what we're talking about when we when we say our route we so we woke up early and um, started off with a good breakfast
0: good breakfast which is
1: the important to every gaming this is but this is the thing
0: this is the thing like a good breakfast I've kind of become I've kind of become quite proud of doing a decent breakfast because obviously Chris like I mean the reason that I'm that I'm don't shake your head the reason that I'm so proud of a good breakfast now is because of the flack that I have received previously over flack. my quality of breakfast I don't know if it is oh, deserved it
1: was deserved you served them bacon mm which is pretty bad.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't even bacon, was it? It was, it was like, bacon grill, oh, which comes out of a tub. This. It's a, it's it's almost liquid, I guess. It's not quite spam. Sp- I thought it was delicious. Yeah, it was
2: like viscous liquid bacon. It
0: was mm. just slightly
2: yeah. viscous. It was like a custard, yeah. a non-newtonian version of bacon.
0: <laughs> you
1: can feel it clogging up your arteries. But, okay,
0: fine. So that was that was like 2 years ago. Um and so this time, so then like the last one we had was like ethical meat. And then this one was a vegetarian breakfast. Mm. It was like scrambled eggs. Vegetarian sausages.
1: vegetarian sausages. It was all very nice. So we started with that.
0: Big breakfast. Yeah. And also, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing about big breakfasts. They keep you going. Like sometimes on a weekend, sometimes on a weekend, genuinely, I think to myself, why am I bothering to like have breakfast, lunch and dinner? That is too much time taken up. With meals, sometimes I sometimes just think to myself: just wait a little bit. (laughs) Chris
1: cannot get this. Have a light, no, Chris doesn't. How how could anything? No, Chris is just constantly
0: (laughs) eating. But like, but like, sometimes I think to myself: why bother getting up and early and having a breakfast and then a lunch and then dinner? Why not get up slightly later, have a big breakfast or a brunch, whichever you fancy, skip lunch and have a slightly earlier but bigger dinner, and then you're sorted.
1: Right.
2: That's cost
0: efficient. Couldn't skip lunch.
1: Yeah, me neither.
2: No, I know people. Like my sister's boyfriend doesn't have breakfast; just has a coffee in the morning. That's it. I couldn't even do that because, like, I have dinner yeah, at like, six at night. Like, that, I think how many hours that is before lunch time. That's extraordinary. Like, I don't. Mm. Know, I couldn't. I get the shakes. <laughs> I do. My hands start to go if I haven't eaten.
1: Yeah, like, no one so much. I'm absolutely ravenous in the morning. That's. Yeah, I can. Couldn't do it. You need, and I think you would think you'd be able to do it, but actually you'd get pretty hungry. No. At lunch.
0: No. So I think <sighs> nice. so. So like bellies full, not too full, but full enough. Uh, we decided to do like a round trip around Bristol. I suppose this is. This is kind of like a I don't know we I, I guess what we wanted to do was like show because obviously Sam was with us as well uh, so Sam and Chris came down Dan couldn't make it down this time um, and uh, Alex and I were playing host and so we decided to do like a little round trip round Bristol to like all of the the fine geekery places right hmm. so uh, we why do, do we so we had a breakfast that's done we've ticked that one off yeah I think what I think we yeah. we've overlaboured the point with the breakfast yeah yeah no we, I don't yeah, think that could be had okay.
1: We started off with, oh, uh, Excelsior.
0: Oh yeah, okay.
1: So we went to the games shop, Excelsior.
0: Yeah, because there's like two Excelsiors.
1: There's two. Yeah, there's the comic book one, and then we went to the games one, which had quite. It's got a great selection in there. Oh, yeah,
2: an amazing selection there. Um, particular expansions as well. I mean, it had mm. the big kind of the, the major kind of players you'd expect, but no, it was fantastic. There's lots
1: of weird different ones. You bought. What did you get?
2: I bought the expansion for Seven Wonders Duel. Uh, Pantheon, which uh, me and my partner played last night. Oh, okay. Ooh, how how did that it? go? Good, good. I think uh, we were slightly tired, so um, <laughs> I don't think we gave it. I don't know. I I couldn't really take it all in, really. But um, yeah, what's, it's nice. Basically, so what's have, different about this one? Well, basically, you know, you've got because I know you two own the game. You've got this kind of. You know, you've got the track down your left, which is the kind yeah. of the. Um, that which basically marks the wars that you have between ages. Mm. Well, this, there's this cardboard thing that clips around the side of that, which is this pantheon for the gods. Um. And you arrange the, the cards in the usual way. But on the first stage, you put some tokens on some at random. And as you pick up that card, you actually activate one of the gods, which you then put in that pantheon. And... And then in the next stage you reveal all the gods and you can choose on as one of the options on your go to pay for a god and use its power. And that power <laughs> might be to steal, literally steal someone's monument off them. Um. Cool. Or to actually remove a card from the actual playing area that's not actually that's still covered. So stuff like that. So you've got all these different gods, so it completely changes the, mm. the dynamic. That's cool. Because sometimes when you're playing the game, it might be the luck of the draw where actually it just happens every other go, you miss out on all the resources. Well, this is an opportunity for you to kind of buy a garden. and it skips that aspect. So,
0: but yeah, it's good. One of the things about expansions that I always find a bit, a little bit difficult is sometimes it really, it really varies between expansions as to how much content you feel like you, and value like that you get out of them. So, for example, I like, I found like the Co Express expansion was really, really good. The the first one, I really want to play that second one. Um, uh, but uh, whereas I've bought expansions in the past and I've kind of felt a little bit, like, shortchanged, like some of the really r- relatively small Catan expansions that are still, like, you know, a tenner to get them from the from the main Mayfair website. They're really tiny.
1: Like the river one.
0: Like the river. And it's like it does change the game a little bit, but you feel like, you feel, I don't know. You, you kind could of do like, without
1: it.
2: Is
0: that yeah. Catan? Are you talking about Catan
2: or Carcassonne? Catan. Uh, Katan. Oh, okay, uh, also has a rivers expansion. Oh right,
1: yeah. 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 It's quite an easy one for them to do. I think the best one I've ever encountered that was game changing was Machikoro. The harbour expansion. Yeah, because that
0: turned it from a good game, uh, from a from an okay game to a, to a very good game. Really good game.
1: At least more fun. And it was the first game at its core is just very luck based. And yeah. it's pretty much well, whatever you roll, you know, it's all luck and um, in the second one it's actually because it changes every time you take a building it changes up what you can build, there's actually a bit of strategy in it, so that's actually improved the game immeasurably, whereas usually things add to it, this actually changed how the game mm. works so I, I really like that one, we didn't manage to play that this time but so. yeah. but they, they have it in that store, they've got loads of things I kept seeing, oh what was it, Citadel I really wanted
0: yeah. to know <sighs> what's Citadel? Is it just the box art that appeals to you?
1: No, it's the idea of it. You have to, you know, you build up a uh, citadel, I think, don't you? Luggan? Yeah,
0: didn't Sam buy that? Sam bought that he game. He did.
1: He bought the original. They had a great big one yeah. in there, but he bought this small original. Yeah. One that's kind of travel sized, um, and I think it just sounds like Stronghold, essentially the PC game. <laughs> oh right, that okay, that's to... why you're. I'm interested sure in. it's not like that. Right, but I'm. It's kind of the thing in my head that I'm. I would like a game of that. Um, but it's probably not quite what I think. What I would actually like is all your little actual little figures and you know, making like little bakeries and, and like a worker placement and... game. Yeah, kinda. But No, no it sounds it, like
0: what you want is playmobil.
1: Yeah, I want a little <laughs> I want a little town. I want to actually have little pieces you want to make and make a little piece of families? Well,
2: my probably sister that. had the Sylvanian families. They were like an army. She <laughs> had everything. Furry she, had, like, army. she had like the windmill, she had everything and um I remember as a child picking them up, and they're that kind of they're velvety to the touch. It's quite like a unnerving feeling, like fingernails on a blackboard kind of feeling. Oh, do you not like velvet? No, I don't really like velvet.
0: Uh...
2: Um, I wouldn't have done very well in the sixties, seventies. <laughs> these what these Sylvanian families are kind of made of, really. They actually had this like little tiny sort of
0: velvet army. Oh, <laughs> Sylvania families subtitle the velvet army. That would be, oh, man. That's
1: a great, um. you should check it out, Chris. It's called Forest Friends. Yes. Zero. Oh, yes. Yeah, so good. It's On Twitter. It's on Twitter. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it's just Sylvainian families. I think it's actually their marketing pictures, isn't it, from just Sylvainian families set up. I think originally they were, yeah. Um, but now it's got to such a point. They just put very adult, you know, R-rated statements that go along with these really cute velvet little animals. And it's brilliant. The juxtaposition is fantastic because they're so cute but they're just so rude.
0: <laughs> um, so uh, obviously we were, in that, we were in Excelsior and we we're like wandering around and looking at all the nice board games. I wanted to buy, and it has crystallised for me, I wanted to buy X-Wing, the <sighs> miniatures game. No. Right? No, but here's, here's the thing. I know, I know I've said this to you and I've said it to Chris and I've said it to Sam and it's because I'm having this internal debate with myself all of the time. I really want to buy the X Wing miniatures game, but I don't give a toss about Star Wars. So
1: why buy, why buy because it? Because
0: I really want to play. Because I think at, at the end of the day, I think what I really want to play is Battlefleet Fam- Gothic. It's the <laughs> Family, it's the Velvet Army. Oh my god! I'd play that game. I would play the hell, hell out of that game. Can't
1: we just get them and I'll make you a cardboard Star Destroyer? Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to start a story. I think what I want is Battlefleet. I <laughs> get stalled. But but what I want is Battlefleet Gothic, which is, was was a really great old um, uh, Games Workshop uh, tabletop game back in the day, and they recently did some like video game adaptations of it. And as far as I know, they're they're pretty good. But but the really cool thing with it was it was like these really awesome ship to ship battles, and you were flying around in space, and it was all quite slow, mm. so you had to be really methodical and really thinking about each movie that you actually made. And that ship-to-ship combat, I remember being absolutely fantastic. And so when I saw the X-Wing Miniatures game, and I keep seeing it, because it's obviously massively popular, because Fantasy Flight have done really, really well with it. Um, I keep seeing it, and I keep thinking to myself, I should get that. Um, the other thing that I saw recently was, and um, dun- um, this was actually in Excelsior, was Dungeons & Dragons Attack Wing which is basically the exact same game but set in the Dungeons and Dragons universe and you're like flying around and stuff on dragons. Oh cuz Cuz you're you're on dragons flying around shooting at stuff and like having cool stuff. Now like
1: that I would be into. Does it have dragon miniatures? Yeah.
0: It'd be awful if it didn't, wouldn't it? There's a Yeah, star- <laughs> there's, <laughs> yeah there's a Star Trek game as well, which is basically yeah. the exact same. game. again that's called Star Trek Attack Wing. I know
1: Star Wars more than you do and I Probably get more enjoyment out of the Star Wars game, but I still don't want to get it.
0: But that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. And then there's Star Wars Armada, which is like basically bigger ships and slower combat, but that sounds amazing as well. But I keep seeing it, and I keep not buying it.
1: Probably a good thing for now. <sighs> it's just one of those things, we've got so many, yeah. that we still haven't quite utilised fully, yeah. like Descent. Mm. Um, I feel like, it's a bit like games, you know, you want to kind of cross them off. Video games, you want to kind of finish them before you yeah, move on to the next true. one. And at least get, you know, your money's worth.
0: Okay, so then we, uh, so we were like, XLCR, and we wandered out outside, and we wandered up, and then we went to 8-Bit Planet. Which has the best value graphic novels
2: I've seen for a long time.
0: (laughs) Which (laughs) is (laughs) strange for a retro video game store. I know,
2: honestly. There was plenty of, like, New 52 stuff there. There was, like, a tenner, and they're, like, Mm. 25 quid in, like, Forbidden Planet or other shops.
1: Did you buy anything from there?
2: No, I didn't actually. In the end, I was, was there really tempted. Tempted by, but I'd, I'd got my. I was still hugging my uh, Seven Wonders Deal Pantheon. Yeah.
1: What would you have? While bought, Pete was if... pouring
2: at the X Wing figures, I probably mm. would have bought. I was tempted by Wonder Woman, the first graphic novel of that. Because that's a character I don't really know much about in the DC universe, and mm. whether it's a new film coming out or something, I
0: don't know. But that's a character I'm quite interested in. You see, I was just like looking through because I've bought so much stuff in there from there in the past yep. I like boxed NES games oh my god so good spent so
1: much money on one of them and you were playing it for like one hour and then you finished it
0: Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers so good I though I my eyes so so hard. great, great good, cartoon though.
1: Yeah, but now they've done a whole amalgamation anyway. Yeah, they that's coming out, out in done. like two months' time. You could have just got that. Yeah, that would have been all of them. Yeah, but then I wouldn't have played but it on a, the original had hardware. Get it on yeah, the original Yeah, I know. I had
0: thing. to get it on the original <sighs> But I was looking at all those things, and they've got so many, like... There's like Master System games, Mega Drive games, and they're all like... The cool thing about that shop, because I've been in lots of retro game stores and like second-hand game stores, because I like... I, I don't just play like up-to-date current stuff. I really enjoy going back and playing older stuff. Mm. And... The the thing I really like about Eight Bit Planet is that it's not it's it's so clear that they don't bother taking you know every other copy of FIFA ninety nine on PlayStation One that's come in. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. just like, no, that's not something that we're interested in purchasing from you because we know our clientele doesn't actually want to buy those games. Yeah, so. So, like, you'll go in, and, and like, to most second-hand stores, and if they've got a Mega Drive section, it, you know, you're lucky to find, like, Echo the Dolphin and maybe a copy of Sonic the Hedgehog. And the rest of it is just Mega Games 1, 2, and 3, and then, like, just a load of rubbish, like, I don't know, like the original Bubsies or, like, uh, you know, stuff along just those stuff lines. a
1: lot of people have, and it's not particularly Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. And then, like, but whereas, like, there, you go in, and it's, like... You go in and it's like, oh, we've got like a copy of Super Hang On and Outrun and like all of these amazing and um, they had tailspin as well, which is like a, a really cool Capcom two D platformer. All of this really awesome stuff. And I just like look at it and going like pouring at the glass and like, Oh, I really wanna buy it. I wanna buy I all just, of it. I just love the
2: idea that your kind of gaming over mainly consists of ninety Saturday morning cartoon game adaptation.
0: Well, they were. Th- that's Pretty the thing, much. though. Capcom was amazing at that stuff in the nineties. They were really, really incredible at those. Like Chippendale Rescue Rangers was great. DuckTales was amazing. Du- uh, Tailspin was good. There was a good Little Mermaid game. The Lion King on Mega Drive was was ridiculously yeah, they are, good. They are it's fantastic. Like all of these games, yeah. and like
1: it, sounds, it looks like they're starting to remake them. You know, like bring out the them on playable. Games and so you might find that Chippendale it starts with that, but then they move on to other ones. Yeah, that's true. As well, I think it's if all it, the if, old Capcom platforms well. they're doing at the moment. Yeah, I hope
0: they do. I hope it. Really, I really, really hope it does do right, well.
1: I hope it does as well, so you can buy that instead of <laughs> the sixty pound.
0: It's probably game. just as likely
2: as Sylvanian Families Attack Wing. Damn it, we could. Make I
1: could that. make it. I've already made my own katambo. I could. I could make. Oh, it that yeah, board you made,
2: Alex, <laughs> is fantastic.
1: <laughs> it took a long but, time. And possibly nearly nerve damage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend it.
0: Chris. Gongadun. What did you think about chance encounters?
2: I can't remember what was that. <laughs> oh, I forget this you joking? What did it look like? What that
1: was the like? that was the pub where we went and played... The board oh physical.
2: my gosh, that was brilliant. So this was at the bottom of the Christmas Steps in Bristol. Fantastic little place. Um, it's a fantastic board game cafe. You walk in um and you've got, from left to right, you've got this huge rack of shelves of board games. On the mm. left, you've got the light micro games. On the right, you've got the long kind of like Cosmic Encounters, Twilight Imperium, kind of on the far right. And basically... Yeah, we walked in. We got a table, got a cup of tea, had some fantastic carrot cake, and yeah, we <laughs> just picked a game. Pick, we worked. Four pounds, we, um, isn't you it? came back four with four pounds. per person. You, yeah, exactly. Four pounds per person. You came. I remember you went away and you brought back a pile of free games. We just stacked, st- stacked them on the table. Everyone around us was just engaged in the hobby, and it was lovely. It wasn't mm. the kind of what Sam would refer to as a sweaty boys' shop. Yeah, <laughs> this was <laughs> no. a light and breezy
0: cafe. It's that had. Game. So
1: and and what i loved is that they have tables handmade for them aren't they we, we were looking at them. yeah i was
0: looking at those tables because i was like maybe we should get one for a for just as a as like a normal table and then like use it for gaming and stuff a bit well. too
1: high they're yeah. sort of higher than the standard tables so you have sort of high bar stools under but they've got a little shelf underneath which at first i thought chris was just putting his plate on his lap i was like what are you doing yeah. chris he's i'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm hyper polite so you, you shove it under a little uh a shelf so you can keep the top clean so nothing gets, you know, spilt or in the way of the game. And, uh, yeah, there's lots of range of people. Some people are getting deep into Catan. Some people are having sort of light. We, we played a cuckoo nest game, which is a bit like... It? Yeah, what was that called, Chris? A bit like Kaplunk, but reverse Kaplunk.
2: Go Cuckoo. Basically a long, thin cylinder, which is like this kind of tin with these, yeah, as you say Alex, these kind of punk-like sticks with different colours at different ends. You put them in, each player gets a selection of small white plastic eggs and there's this big wooden chunky cuckoo. And the aim of the game is to pull sticks out and depending on their colour, lay them across the top of this thing so they're balancing across precariously mm. and then try and place one of your eggs on there and hopefully it won't fall in. The idea is um, to
1: have those little eggs you have to get rid of all your eggs, don't
2: you? To get rid of all your eggs, put all your eggs in one basket, and then the final, final challenge is to put this chunky, big wooden cookie on the top. If, if it's if it's held, you win.
1: And you won, didn't you, Chris?
2: I certainly did. You
1: won that one. Then there was um, With, marrying Mr. Darcy,
2: which was one of my favourites. Actually, I actually really enjoyed. Oh, that
1: good! Game. I'm glad you like that. The guy's recommended just because of its it. theme. It was yeah. Me and you were like... Oh, so you? I, I, yeah, I never heard of it.
0: And like I know, the no, bar no. staff, the bar staff were like, "Look, because uh, we were like, well, we don't, we know, we we are familiar with games as in we we play them fairly you know, fairly often. But we're not, we're not so into the hobby that we could.
1: Well, we came in and we said we just can't spend hours.
0: Well, that. But also, we're not ball. so into the hobby that we know exactly how long every single one of these games takes and also we don't have the same amount of time as the, the group that were next yeah. to us so that were playing like cosmic encounter yeah it was like well we're not going to be here for three hours because so. of the
1: way they set it out it kind of happens doesn't it that you you get the smaller games tend to be smaller than mid-range was kind of an yeah, yeah. hour to half hour, you know yeah and then the long ones that can go on for as long as possible but i thought yeah. that was really
0: nice like being able to like we were like stood there like looking at the at the shelves And rather than having like that typical, like, as you know, as I say, like sweaty boy shop mentality of like, I'm just going to I'm a member of staff, but I'm going to hide behind this thing and not talk to anyone like the guy, the, the, the guys and the girls that were working there were just like super friendly and just just like, oh, do you know what you're looking for? Mm. Do, like, how do you play games often? Like, really trying to figure out like what it is that we were going to be doing and yeah. how long we were going to be there. And, and they, I knew, it was they really cool. knew
1: that one was kind of a good yeah, hour-long so, one. So, so Ma- Mar- marrying Marry Mr. Mr. Darcy—it's Darcy. just a card game essentially, where um, you have a draw, draw pile, and and the various bachelors from the book lined up. So you know, Fitzwilliam Darcy, Mister Collins, <laughs> Mister um, Mr. Bingley, Mister Bingley, and then you've got all the female protagonists um, that you can choose from. So you each choose one. And then each drawer is kind of like a, an event that happens in the world. And quite a few of them re- definitely related to the book. Like Bingley yeah, goes definitely. to London and then he his car turns over and nobody can, you know, m- marry him. And everybody's got sort of wit, cunning, beauty, various things that each man needs fulfilled before you can get to the proposal stage, which is at the end and you try and propose. And obviously each character has... You get more points at the end depending on who you try to marry. So uh, Jane is better with Bingley. Uh, Elizabeth is better with Mister Darcy, obviously. That sort of thing. And I nearly won, except I got a bad. I had a scandal at some point. My sister ran off with uh, a man, and uh, my dice roll at the end mean I couldn't. I couldn't get Mister Fitzwilliam.
0: Do you know that was kickstarted? Was it? That, yeah. That was kickstarted. We were playing a kickstarted board game in a kickstarted board game cafe. <laughs> Ooh,
1: meta. That, isn't that weird? It's cool.
0: It's cool though,
2: right? It
1: shows the power of...
2: In fact, they, actually, the city of Bristol was famously kickstarted. <laughs> in
0: the 13th century. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? We'd really like to make a city. It's 1100. It's going
1: to be super cool. Or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: That was that was really nice. I'd love to go there again. That what chance be, encounters? Yeah, that was
0: yeah. I, I I thought I thought it was really cool. We played. Did we
1: play anything else when we were there? We nearly played. No, before, we had but...
2: a. That's it. Yeah, we had a third one, which was like a, kind of like a, an architectural one, building buildings. Oh no. yeah. Um, but we no, like, Nah. no. Nah. Nah. Nah.
1: By then we moved on. I
0: had a I had a I had a thought, mm-hmm. and I'm going to float this past you. I think next time, Chris, that you and Sam and hopefully Dan are down, I think what we should do is I should phone them up and say I'd like to book a table for 12 hours and then we'll play like Twilight Imperium. Play like Twilight Imperium well, or t- play Twilight play, like, No, play Twilight Imperium. Like If I could read the rules like, ahead what? of time, I reckon I could figure out what the rules are before we actually start at like 9 o'clock in the morning And then go until nine o'clock in the evening, or or however long it is that they're there. Yeah, I I I mean I do recommend you read the rules ahead of time. Well, (laughs) booking a table for twelve hours. Yeah, but that That would be really a real chore. That wouldn't that be fun? Watching (laughs) you, wouldn't that? Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Oh, that would be fun. I'd be up for
2: that. Everyone else queuing outside can't understand how they can't get in. Yeah, just watching you through the glass. Yeah, sorry, you're
0: not allowed in. You're not allowed our carrot cake. Uh, This idiot. This This idiot doesn't know know how to to play play Twilight Imperium.
1: and then we trundled back home
0: no we didn't did we not did no we, we went to forbidden planet
1: oh god yeah <laughs> that was on the way wasn't it it was like
0: well, that a, was where there was a there was book a, signing wasn't it yeah
1: there. there was something going on
0: that was really weird yeah we wandered in and then uh, there was to, a, to the sound of applause to the sound <laughs> of applause <laughs> we like, in. Oh. it was an amazing <laughs> yeah i was like well I've, they clearly have been listening to the staying in podcast uh, but no it was a famous author that was there uh, talking about the new like, the damn. new book that they'd written <laughs> you know like, mm. um I really like. I do really like uh, the Bristol Mega Store for Forbidden Planet. Like I go there really often, and when I was really into Magic, which I'm sort of trying to wean myself off of at the moment, but when I was really into Magic, it was definitely the place that I went and picked up boosters and and the latest sets and all that sort of stuff. Um
1: nice shop. I always go in there and uh, try not to buy something like Deadpool and Black Sad. I tend and to buy something. Mouse Garden. And- Almost every time I bought something, actually, except Deadpool. Um, it's been one of their recommended books, and every time they're bang on.
0: Forbidden Planet's really good like that. That is, it is like a chain, mm. and it's, it's. I think it's the same where wherever you go in terms of like, like each Forbidden Planet is a bit different because of the layout and all that sort of stuff. And they each one does somewhat focus slightly more or slightly less on certain certain genres of geek stuff. I guess you might say. Like I've seen some with big board game sections, and I've seen some with like four copies of you know. Um, Monopoly or whatever Star Wars Monopoly in the background it's like okay um, I think the thing that Forbidden Planet in Bristol does really well is comic books yeah. I think they're like it's incredible actually their comic yeah, book the section graphic novels the graphic novels is, are just amazing and then like the the board game section is like pretty good like it's okay but it's not it's not amazing like it's at the moment it feels feels like there's some like really good standards there like there's munchkin and carcassonne and i feel and, like it
1: fluctuates i think they just have very low stock because i've seen yeah. i've seen loads of stuff in there and then i've seen it just go Go. so yeah. i think you know they had sheriff of nottingham but i kept looking at going oh i really like that art and never bought it and then that's disappeared i think they probably only yeah. had a small shipment in because they probably know they don't get bought that often so once they're gone they're gone until they get the next lot but then thankfully my father, because we sort of think the same, bought that for yeah for us for Christmas. So we put that was something we played, wasn't it, as well, Chris? The uh, mm. sheriff game.
2: Ooh. Yeah, should we talk about it? Did that? you like that one? Yeah, I did actually. I'm not a big fan of bluffing games Germany's as a rule. Um just I just not very good at them. Well
0: should we explain just, should I'm we explain how the game more. works? You've yeah, got the yeah. best
1: thing about it is you have little pouches that's so you have, all you so need to know. Each,
0: each, so each of the, so each no, player, they don't need to know. So,
1: It's pouches, money. (laughs) It's pouches and money? You lie or you don't lie.
0: Each player is basically a person who's going into Nottingham to trade their goods. And as they are going through into the town to trade their goods, they are taking in either legal goods or illegal goods. The legal goods are worth, worth less, the illegal goods are worth more. However which goods you are taking in you have to put into one of these lovely pouches that Alex loves so much
1: best thing ever
0: <laughs> and and you then put it you then give it to the sheriff of nottingham and you say this there are four apples in this pouch
1: sheriff of nottingham by the way is a player one player each yeah, time yeah
0: each it moves around each uh, uh, each turn and you say, I've got four apples in here. And then the sheriff says, oh, I don't know. Do you? Know. Do you? Yeah. And you have to think, okay. So then you can either offer a bribe or you can say, no, that's not going to, you know, I don't want to give you a bribe. And then they, the sheriff can then say whether or not they choose to search your bag or not. And if they search your bag then and they find things that you've not declared then you are p- penalized and if they find things and it's all fine and it was exactly uh what you said it was then it all goes through and actually then the sheriff pays you some money and if they choose not to search your bag then the stuff just goes straight through and then at the end and it's basically based on how much money you then acquire well, at the that's, end of the that's
1: it exactly what I said. just said per uh, parish's money line that's yeah i think that's what i said <laughs> I it's like fine. tennis
0: so, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, and the art is amazing. Great the art game. is really, really lovely. And one of the things I like about that board game is how the food looks really delicious.
1: Yeah, the art. Oh, a
0: bit like the pizza
2: in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <gasps> yes. Okay,
1: so, right, we've got to talk about this. Food in animations.
0: What, in comic right. books and stuff? No, like, yeah. chicken like, legs, chicken drumsticks. are amazing. like comedy. in a
1: Sword in the Stone. They yeah. eat the whole thing, doesn't he? he the whole thing. has just got a bone. If you leg. actually
0: did that, it'd be just like a mouthful of gristle.
1: Yeah, you would get quite a, a few horrible things. But this is in the world of fantasy. Uh, do you know what? Yeah, let's,
2: let's 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 uh, yeah, not you know, debate when we've got like, anthropomorphized <laughs> turtles.
0: I mean, yeah. But, but, okay, okay. Best 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 food in a comic book or cartoon.
1: Oh, just, okay. Well, Ghibli probably wins um, with their food. Yeah, no, that's their the ultimate trump guard, Fantastic. Isn't it? <laughs> Oh, do you know what? I always Do you remember The Jungle Book? You goes seen? Yeah. Do you remember when he's in King Louie's uh, he gets caught by the orangutan and uh Louie won't really let him go and then but he has a bit of like no I'm Nicki and of and the they have a they will have a lot of fun. And
0: jungle VIP. Yeah,
1: Jungle VIP. And he gives him some bananas. Now, yeah. I always thought they looked like soap. <laughs> he if you watch the cartoon, he sort of he squeezes out of the skin. And they just style. look, they look really weird. They look like little soaps. There's no sort of lines on them like what? you'd get on a banana. And he bites into it. It's quite rounded. Wait, oh, wait, like no, wait,
0: wait. Lines on a banana?
1: Just any kind of detail line, like a few little... There are no lines on bananas. Well, there are. You're just not artistically minded, so you're probably not taking that in <laughs> when you look at it. But it's like orange having dots on the outside. You put little dots, wouldn't you, for an orange skin in a drawing because It's got little picks in it on the side of the yeah, yeah. So imagine that, but a completely round, yeah, ball. So it look it, it just looks like a different consistency, but I thought it always looked really delicious. I was very young at this right. point thinking it was soap or a dumpling, or yeah. Something. This
2: wasn't like last year,
1: yeah. This is this was two days ago. Uh, I was like, what's he eating? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so we the soap king, yeah. <laughs> Um, and I
2: remember I remember watching an episode of the Wombles as a child oh, where Womble. one of the the matriarch of the Wombles she made these crumpets and uh they looked incredible. Oh um, s-
1: stop motion things at like Wallace yeah. and Gromit the jam on the toast. Yeah. I made a piece of toast the other day and said it was a Wallace and Gromit toast. Do you remember that? And you were like what are you talking about? And I said it's because what, what did did you fire
2: the jam jack. out of a little mini cannon?
1: Yeah, I made a whole contraption <laughs> first. <laughs> And it put me into my clothes and then it squeezed the jam out oh
2: wow but a wallace and garlic it, went... pete, pete is still asleep as he gets thrown into his trousers <laughs> <laughs> and
1: like toast like pressing up against his mouth while he's like... <laughs> but it, the jam goes right up to the edge of the crust and that is that's wallace he also has cheese and crackers oh man i'm slightly angry again now.
2: oh my word the grand day out where, like, he goes when he goes to the, on the moon, and they, he just takes a knife <laughs> and cuts like a bit of like a moon stalag um, stalagmite. Um, and it's all made out of cheese, he, isn't it? And he puts it on a cracker. It Looks incredible. That would be moon your dream, rock. wouldn't it? Think? What eating the, the moon. moon? But the, but being able the moon, to, like, just
1: but the moon's not made of cheese. Well, it cheese. is. Have you been to the moon? No, you no. haven't. So well, in Wallace and Gromit, it's made out of cheese. Right. It
0: also has a breathable atmosphere. Oh, right. Somehow. Let's not (laughs) get into the... I I don't know which... Okay. I don't... I don't... I don't know. Would I want to eat? But what if...
1: You are not... (laughs) Listeners. Dear listeners. Not two hours ago, this man was literally biting out of a block of cheese. (laughs) I saw you and then I saw the teeth marks in the cheese. And I said, you haven't just done that, have you? You can't buy class. And you have a go at me for not cutting it the right way, and you just take a giant, tooth, like, cartoon tooth <laughs> mark out of it.
2: Let's avoid. Is it like one of those big rolls of e E-down. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's 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 skip hum. over. This. No. Hum, hum. So you reckon, did he up, did he did he not take the wax off the
0: baby? <laughs> <laughs> Straight. He can't away. help himself. Just. Oh. So you think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has amazing cheese? Oh, that pizza! Oh, the pizza, pizza, yeah, pizza, the pizza. It does look it's incredible. Strong. That is the best pizza. Like. Studio Ghibli could spend three years making a pizza and it would not look as good as the one from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But it's
1: pepperoni, isn't it? It's always pepperoni.
0: Yeah, So I was just thinking
2: that. Well, if you're
1: vegetarian. I mean, <laughs> the fact <that> you're <laughs> it's gross, isn't it? To the, if, if you don't particularly like pepperoni. There's, good but it, point. But it's always pepperoni? pepperoni?
2: Yeah, it is always pepperoni. It's, you're absolutely
0: right. It could be vegetarian pepperoni. It's
1: not really good, though, hmm. is it? Not
2: in the early 90s. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: What else looks good?
2: There was a, uh, Tom and Jerry cartoons were very good for that. You'd have oh, like yeah. a few episodes where it's just sat on a dining table and it's just this kind of bounty of food. Because would it was, you, it was always Jerry
1: was always trying to get them, wasn't he? Yeah. Do you remember the episode? One of my favourite episodes. It's where they they've got a little mouse as well, the white. Yes, yeah, I don't know what you mean. And Jerry the one to just eats loads. He puts on all the taps and he freezes the floor.
2: That got an Oscar. That's they, a really famous episode. And, they yeah. do,
1: they, and he puts a jelly in and starts spinning it around yeah. it with a light and it changes all the, the oh, lights. That's... And he, he puts the freezer, connects yeah. the freezer to the floor, doesn't he? And they, they ice skate. That's amazing. I love episode. that episode. That,
2: that, that episode, episode is amazing, is amazing yeah. When I turned 30, my parents bought me Tom and Jerry on DVD. Aww. And honestly, it was such a great gift. I got like some of their best episodes on DVD. They're brilliant, actually. They're
0: really good. Mm. Yeah, I might put some later, actually.
1: You get these sort of nostalgia hits, don't you? And you're like, actually, no, they were really good. And they really stick out in my head. I think my dad just really liked them. So I, I grew up with them. Mm. But right from the old ones all the way to the newer ones.
2: Yeah, with the uh, Chuck. What was his name? Chuck. I can't remember the last name I want to say Chuck Norris
0: but it wasn't Chuck Norris it wasn't Chuck Norris probably wasn't Chuck Berry wasn't Chuck Rock wasn't Chuck D (laughs) from Public Enemy wasn't
1: how long can you Chuck Chuck
0: Chuck
1: Chuck. (laughs) Woodchuck 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 Wood
0: it was uh, Chuck someone else Chuck Laurie
1: who what
0: was it Chuck Laurie I don't know was it Chucky e. Egg?
1: I also remember an episode where Tom tries to get a female cat and he has to make a zoot suit. A Because she's very impressed by all these kind of mobster style 1940s cats that are swinging around. They've got their own zoot suits and, and, and Tom has to make his own. And he gets a coat hanger stuck in his back because he's trying to make his shoulders all pointy. I always
0: felt bad about Tom.
1: Oh, poor Tommy. I he hated he Jerry. always loses. Jerry was
0: a real dick.
1: Well, but do you remember when he catches him? He finally catches him. And one him no, and he him te- tears him no. apart, doesn't he? No, he does <laughs> Yeah, it's horrible. That one's not I wash it
0: down. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers.
1: He can't do it. Something happens. He puts him down, I think. Really? Yeah.
2: Puts him down? There's-
0: well, he <laughs> well, gives him a lethal injection, and he oh. says, "It's all right, Jerry." Shh. No, oh, that makes me sad. No, don't. And
1: then he like smothers him with a pillow, and like, oh. no, he grabs him and he he,
0: he places him back down he on the floor, places him back down and leaves him alone. Jesus wept
1: because he finds out it's all about <laughs> the chase, not the um, oh,
0: yeah. yeah. I remember hearing at school
2: the rumor that that was the same with Wily Coyote and Roadrunner that one day Coyote catches Roadrunner. <laughs>
0: Um, I don't think
1: he ever does, does he?
0: I don't remember actually. I really liked Roadrunner as a kid, but I don't remember.
1: We watched it recently. Um, I bought it for you It's like kind of a similar thing. We were talking about it, and I never really watched it, but it was one of your so good. things. However, it's so funny. It is the same thing over and over again. Like at but least with Tom it, and Jerry, it changes. It's up a not little.
0: though because it, it, it the, mm. the, the the setup is always the same, but the delivery is so different each time. Like he, you know that the coyote you know that that him firing himself out of a cannon is not going to end up end up uh, resulting just- in, in in what he wants but the end result is always different like the cannon blasting away and him being left in 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 a perfect still position just hitting the floor like or the cannon like firing him into a mountainside or the cannon uh just firing and he doesn't I think leave you're right. What it does it's play on so is, is
1: your expectation of what's gonna go wrong yeah. and then it does the opposite. But it is the same formula again and again. Yeah. And after forty episodes or whatever it was, I'm I like, was I can't still break anymore.
2: enthralled. <laughs> but it's just somebody it's just watching we never get tired of that that kind of hubris watching somebody getting above their station. Yeah. And just seeing it just um Explode in their face, literally. In the case of Coyote. did you ever watch the Tom and Jerry the movie at cinemas when you were a kid? When they
0: when they talked,
1: they talk in do some, of the, no, they, yeah, they yeah, some of the
0: cartoons. No, yeah, they do some of the early ones He he's talking about
1: having a zoot suit. What
0: well, he talks about, I'm gonna buy he, a zoot suit. He zoot-suit. has a
1: song as well, which I can't remember now. He sings to her as well. Tom's quite often talking or yelling because he's been stepped on or oh, yeah, something, yeah. but Jerry hardly ever talks.
2: That'd be terrifying if every time Tom was in pain, he never made a sound. Just that silence, scream yeah. like Ed, like that monk scream. <laughs> Just German expressionist kind of painting. <laughs> Just his torment, his anguish.
0: So uh, we didn't. Uh, so we left Forbidden Planet. <laughs> I don't know how we got onto to. Um, So we left Forbidden Planet and we came back. And then um, what did we do? There was what other stuff did we? Do? Oh, I want to talk about. I know we talked about it on, on the show before, but I really, really want to talk about um, Escape from the Planet and the Escape A- from
2: the Aliens Internet of Space. Escape from the Aliens Internet yeah. of Space. So we talked it's, about it loads. On by the Osprey show. Games, yeah. It's
0: properly brilliant. Like you describing it to me, it did sound really, really cool. I was like, oh, that's, that sounds alright. And like the 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 fact that. There's we won't describe what the game is again because I'm just going no. back to the previous episode, so but like basically uh, the 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 whiteboard and marker stuff that you get in the box to actually see where you are and to plan out your positions and and, and figure out where your enemies are. That is amazing.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. Nice.
0: It's so clever, and it. Leads like we we shared at the end of it when we found out who was who. We shared our boards with one another, and it was really interesting to see like how you were tracking where everybody was versus how I was tracking how people were like versus where like Chris and Sam <laughs> were like was seasoned awful. players. I
1: wasn't actually bothering tracking anyone else. I was just desperately tracking myself. I didn't have time to track my you know. Whatever. See, I was doing. I had like... no no idea what I was doing, and I was the first one to get out. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just. Furiously but I, running. I was
0: doing all these like heist-style pinboard-esque, <laughs> yeah. like linking. Like, well, they must be here, and this must have been a da fake Vinci code one. Level. Yeah. yeah, properly Da Vinci coding it, and then, uh, but I still managed to completely didn't lose because it. it did not work out. But it was weird. Well, went rogue. Yeah, I did. I went rogue. I was like, "I'm going to figure this one out." And then I went for, I went for the escape pod that I thought someone was going to go to, and then I just yeah, that was a like Faffed thing. about for five turns. And, uh, Sam no was, Sam was just
1: overly paranoid about me, especially every time I'd say something, yeah. and he'd be like, "Bullshit."
2: <laughs> Sam snuck past me um, right at the last minute. He snuck past. Yeah, me. Yeah, that was yeah. quite clever cause you it were. Is about second guessing each other. You're all in um, the
1: same area. Luckily, I was. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was a really because
2: well, you because your power was you were the psychiatrist, which meant as a human you were trying to empathise to the aliens, which meant you started from the aliens' point of view. Yeah, so which is really helpful. start off with I assumed you were an alien, Alex, because that was the the area you were in. There was no way physically as a human you could have got there, unless you were the psychiatrist, which is what you were.
1: Or if I was lying, which actually I happened to pick up the one you know first card had to pick up had to tell the truth, and I thought, great, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up what I am immediately, which but as you say in my head I was like oh no they're going to guess that I'm a human on that side but of course most people would think I was an alien immediately so actually mm. it can work in it can work in both ways it's
0: really nicely balanced in that in that a lot of these games with elements of social deduction it's finding the it's understanding what information is hidden and then f- providing mechanics that work towards showing hints of that hidden information, and fi- and and also providing ways of subverting that same hidden information. So that psychiatry uh, psychiatrist card is a great way of flagging to other players: this is a this is a uh, this 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 looks like it's an alien there's a very small chance that they're a human. And also the truth reveal card is a really great way of, uh, especially early on in the game, of giving a hint at whether the player is a human or an alien. But none of the information concretely, even all combined together, none of the information concretely actually says this is what this player is. And that Mm. that is a really lovely... Um, and very skilled way of of balancing a social mm. deduction game. Yeah. um
1: The only time is when you, Chris, was sorry you were convinced you knew where Sam was. You would you have to announce, don't you, if you're going to? Yeah. You know, say B twelve. I'm going to attack it. So at that point, that was the only time I knew where Chris yeah. was. Yeah. um Whereas you were just running around down the corridors, not really knowing.
0: Nice, I was, was having a great time as an <laughs> alien.
2: She's not doing just
1: anything. Just wandering
0: around, not doing anything. Not doing your job at all. Yeah, though. I just picture my, my alien being like the,
2: the the Geiger version and Pete's was just like E.T. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. paddling yeah.
1: around, not quite knowing what... Eating, yeah. eating M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> Did we play anything else? I can't
0: remember.
2: We, play, we played the game that we need to talk about, that Sam will want me to talk about oh. with you because he's been waiting for ages okay. for you to play it, Pete. Oh, when I went round for New Year's Eve and we played this game, oh, the first no. thing he said to me was, no. I cannot wait. no. For Pete to play this because yeah. he's gonna be brilliant. Yeah. At it. Which one? Obama Llama. <laughs> In which did, Alex did and I, I absolutely,
0: absolutely trounced you and Sam. We got I mean I was, literally did Sam the floor think
1: you'd be you. good at it? That's hilarious. No,
0: Sam no quite the opposite. Sam thought I would be useless at it. And to be fair, he was right. He was right. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was pretty useless at it, but I have very good memory of where cards are so we could kind of win by default so,
0: so remind, remind us again like what the game is right Obama basically its principle is it's, it's a party game about
2: rhyming I mean so you have to be able to rhyme you have to be able to understand rhymes and you also have to have a, a working knowledge of popular culture
0: right yeah and,
2: then, and it was that third one in particular that Sam thought <laughs> you'd be hilarious at um, so, to give you an example, it would be um, the one that you did a really shocking mime of was Kate Winslet eating a baguette, <laughs> in really? which you mined a baguette that
0: looked like a, a child's
2: recorder.
1: And flute, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that. What I did the universal symbol sign and sign for baguette.
1: No, it was for a recorder. It didn't look anything like a baguette. It wasn't nearly girthy enough.
0: I was holding on to it.
1: If, if that was my baguette, I'd want I'd send it back. Far too what baguettes
0: are you eating?
1: Big proper baguettes, you know the kind you bake at home. You were doing me like frozen before. You I put guess I was doing
0: oven. like panini. Yeah, you were doing.
1: There flat, you went. You were doing
0: breadstick, tiny <laughs>
1: breadstick. Yeah, Greer cheese but stick. But
0: Kate Winslet, <laughs> what was who, who was Kate? How did I do, Kate Winslet?
1: No, because somebody else said Kate Winslet, so we knew it was Kate Winslet.
0: Oh right, so we knew that. Oh yeah, Kate. Yeah, okay. But
1: it was quite difficult, and some of the ones I just couldn't remember the actual names of the actors or so like one was Roy from IT crowd or something and I was like I can't remember his blooming name. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. Um but yeah that was that was fun. I like the fact you um, I've got a great
2: I mean I've got a great video of Sam <laughs> doing a mime of Alan Carr dancing on a bar <laughs> and it, it it just went on forever, you trying to guess it
1: mm. um we did that and then we did Mysterium.
0: My god, we played so many games. Uh, yes, we need part. to talk about Mysterium, though.
1: Mysterium's great.
0: It's really good. It's
1: um, kind of like Dixit, but Ghost Dixit.
2: Ghost
0: Dixit. Ghost <laughs> <It's> Dixit. Essentially. <laughs> Mysterium, so it's. Uh, you... Don't. It's. Scooby Dooby Dooby Doo. Scooby Dooby
1: Doo. Where are you? Give me some cards, then I'll figure it out. <laughs> That's essentially it.
0: Yeah. That's a tagline. I mean, I suppose, it, I suppose it essentially is you need to figure out three pieces of evidence and. To do that, you have a main person who's a playing a ghost so in a Sam, Sam was a Sam was, Sam was our ghost, and the ghost can't talk. The only way they can communicate is they can tap twice for. They uh, can just knock. They can knock twice the for end. yes and once for no, and if you so, and the way that they communicate the item or the person or the place that the murder. Uh, involved, is through a series of abstract, Dixit-like dream-esque visual imagery sequences. You piece it together. And you piece it together. It's It's really, really cool. Like, I I'm really glad Sam had all of that because Mm -hmm. I don't think I could stay quiet for that long.
1: No, you couldn't. I think I'd quite... (laughs) (laughs) No, you couldn't. If you were a ghost, you'd be a very noisy ghost. Right. You'd be one of those ones that goes, ooh, all the time. You'd be be be.
0: an actual ghost. Yeah. You'd be a petergeist.
1: Boom. Yes, you would not shut up. You'd be a howling
0: I'd be a hunger ghost.
1: Hunger ghost. Go around like steel cheese. Yeah. You open the fridge and there's just mysterious ghosty bite marks all over it. Yeah. You turn into slimer, essentially, wouldn't you? No. In a ghost form.
0: No, I'd be I'd be cool like Casper.
1: Nah. You'd definitely be the green thing. You damn, damn.
0: Do you remember the sequence in Ghostbusters where they Which get one. Ghostbusters two?
1: No, I've not seen them. You've not seen Ghostbusters
0: two? No, oh yeah, you haven't okay. there's a bit in Ghostbusters two where there's a train and 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 the train is a ghost train, oh. and we'll have that film—not like a theme park ghost train. No, not like a theme park ghost train, but an actual train that is a ghost. Yeah, and I always remember thinking to myself, "That's a really scary idea. What if I was on like the London Underground, and I got onto an underground tube station, but then it just turned into a, like a ghost?"
1: I'd be like, "Where's the dining car? What? What on an underground? Dining- London Underground." Yeah, Which London Underground ghost...
0: stops you in. Why is it Why is there a dining car?
1: Why is it a ghost s- subway? <laughs> well,
0: it's like murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where is my carriage? For the next four minutes. Um Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think but I was really scared I was really scared by that idea of like a ghost train and getting on it. And where would you go? Where would the ghost train be going? Oh, nowhere. And does the ghost train have to follow the tracks?
1: Surely you just fall through Onto the tracks.
0: That's that too. You just how do ghost trains work?
1: I think you just fall through it, yeah. unless you were incorporeal. I don't know. Yeah, it really, really really you, it, it really messed me he up. It really messed me up He stared off into the middle distance for a second. It really, there, like, really messed up I really me up need as a kid. to figure this out.
2: Why? Why trains in particular, Peter? I mean, ghost airplanes would be quite just as freaky. I, think. I don't think
0: I don't <laughs> think ghosts would understand what an airplane is because airplanes are more modern trains. But, 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 but,
1: hang on, you can't say that for sure. So hang on, then. there's
0: a period where all ghosts kind of ended, but we yeah, stopped exactly. having
1: ghosts now. Yeah, and... I think
2: so. No, because I mean the, a ghost the fact that we're talking about a ridiculous thing anyway. <laughs> here's Not, my, yeah, we're here's, putting here's, rules here's, now. Here's
0: my favorite thing about ghosts, right? If like you know how you know how you get these like TV shows that are all about like ghost hunters and what they've done is just turned all the lights off and then they now they're using like night vision stuff to film Derek Acora wandering around making making very very impressionable people scared <laughs> like one of those things that I love love about that is no like Derek is never like Oh, oh mate, I'm I'm trying to, oh there's a ghost coming in, oh I can't believe it. And then the ghost is never somebody who died like three weeks ago. It's never like, it's never like somebody who like popped their clogs like last year. It's
1: also never a dinosaur.
0: It's also never a dinosaur. It's like,
1: oh I'm getting strong, oh it's a stegosaurus, it's coming through right there now. There were
0: loads of dinosaurs before yeah, humans.
1: Yeah, be stegosaurus, ghosts.
0: Exactly. Why isn't Derek no, There's never a bird ghost. But he, Derek never explains that. Derek never says. Derek never says.
2: <laughs> oh, damn it,
0: Derek. Damn it, Derek. Derek is never like, that's a stegosaurus ghost. A stegosaurus ghost has just walked right through this. This pub in the middle of buttfuck nowhere in Which Yorkshire. Which it would. Which it would. Yeah, I know. But I it's always, know. but it's never somebody from last year. And it's never a creature from hundreds of thousands of years ago. It's
1: no, it's it's a Victorian. Woman it's always a, or... yeah, yeah.
0: It's always a Victorian woman, and she's always got a secret. Or it's a, it's always an angry by... man, and he was the bad one. And you've got to watch out. Why is that? It's because there's a story or a
2: narrative attached to it. Like you know, the millions and millions of dead flies coming back in ghostly form don't have much of a story to tell. As some kind of I don't know. um Witch uh, widow who was jilted at the altar. You see it. I remember. I remember going on a ghost walk in Exeter where I lived for about four years. Did, you could
0: have just got on the ghost train.
2: Hey. Um, and uh, this this lady who I mean aside from the fact she was dressed as a witch, like not like witchly in the kind of like you know, kind of charmed kind of way witch and kind of like.
0: A Wiccan suppose,
2: kind of way?
1: M- yeah, Mog and Meg. Yeah. Kind
2: of style witch. And, yeah. And she'd taken us on this wonderful evening of kind of through the streets of Exeter, which has got a lot of history attached to it and there's lots of various different tales about it. Um, there's one bit where there's this big there's this big stone that's embedded in the wall and you have to touch it when you enter and touch it when you leave. Otherwise you'll get bad luck. And she took us to this kind of open air grass bit under the trees and we were in this giant circle and there was some kind of incantation or ritual that she was kind of creating around us there mm-hmm. and then she wow. kind of picked us up to this kind of level we are actually on peak and then she just went ah oh, it's just a bit of rubbish isn't it you're joking <laughs> and, uh, nice. no,
0: no that's just a bit of fun um, it was just hilarious um, what so was she wonderful. was like oh man if you'd paid money for that I'd want, I'd want her to commit to the bit well, I mean, you know, we weren't exactly expecting for
2: her to just hop on her broom and just <laughs> head is that, off. Do
1: you think that's a kind of like mini disclaimer in case they get people coming back like, oh, I had bad luck and like really superstitious people that try and blame the company? What, well, it's for like a double it.
0: bluff? Like, it actually is working.
1: No, just. It's like a small, I bet they've had people being like, I, I had bad luck after this, and I. I'm going to sue you! I'm going to, you know, like. For I, magic! I forgot to touch a bloody stone, and. I don't know, just some people get very, very superstitious about it. it's how this thing was sort of born, really. The whole ghost and bad luck thing. Or oh, she
0: is a real witch.
1: And she just didn't want anyone she to. She doesn't want
0: anyone to. Oh, it's just a bit of fun. It's quite funny. Everyone's that she like, left ha it ha 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 ha. And then, like. But then, yeah, then she actually does, like, transform into a black cat.
1: My, um. It sort of relates in a way like tours and what could have possibly ended up being scary but hilarious. My my grandmother was telling me about how her and like, so my grandparents went to Jerusalem a long time ago, and they went round the tombs round there, and they had a German tour guide who really didn't know much about what he was saying. He just had a load of different coloured paper in his hand, clutched in his hand he's taking around a load of people who are kind of the same age, you know, like 60s, 70s. There's this quite small group of people who aren't particularly good with sight or hearing either. So they're all, all shuffling around this ancient catacombs. And the guy's like pointing a flashlight into the darkness. Um, and here you will see the, the something of something you didn't really know. It would hand a piece of paper to one of them. The man reads the note, he would say, and there's nothing on the note. There's just nothing, you know. They're left like, I suppose this is supposed to have information about the crypt, but there's nothing there. They keep going, and then one of them falls into a grave. <laughs>
0: <gasps> oh my god.
1: And they just carry on. And this guy's, this old man's just gone, you know, into this. They go, Where's Gerald gone? <laughs> Oh have to my... backtrack and get him out of the the new grave that they've just uh, been digging out and uh, oh my so they, God. Yeah, they get him and apparently they were all just in tears laughing and this German guy Except has Gerald. no idea and the guy goes why are you laughing what is for oh. and they've just been going through this. So, you know a man falls into a grave they've got no proper information about any of this oh my word. stuff I just I've got I love the idea of because they're in the dark and this guy wasn't really pointing the flashlight at anywhere Brilliant. particularly helpful. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> it's scare the life out of you if you saw someone trying to come out of a grave. It's to scare the life out of you if you fell into a grave. <laughs> it's like, it's not my time! I
0: never <laughs> want to see that view. <laughs> <laughs> particularly if Joe was
2: like, oh, I'm really comfy here.
0: Yeah, yeah just... <laughs> Will be all right. This isn't too bad.
1: <laughs> but really, can I get
2: out? I, I, I had a situation once. Actually, when I was living in Exeter, it was Not long after I'd um, <laughs> had that encounter with that witch, and um, I went for a walk <laughs> one night, just uh, walking around extra at night. And I walked into a graveyard because I find graveyards quite relaxing places. Mm. It was pitch dark at night, and That's I realised right. as I walked to one side of it, walked to the other side to go through the gate that the gate was locked. I was like, ah, Okay, I'll just backtrack and go the way I came that gate was locked. Ooh. So basically I was just locked trapped in, in this graveyard. graveyard. Oh
0: no. <laughs> How did you get what? out? Was it a ghost?
1: It was a no. the witch came along. Yeah, it was the witch. How did you did you have to climb the fence?
2: I had to vault the wall. <laughs> um I um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had to jump over a wall over a graveyard. There's not a way in which you can kind of style it out like it was just <laughs> a normal thing, an yeah. everyday kind of thing and to here's do. Here's the thing,
1: Chris. This is very interesting. I find graveyards quite calm places as well, actually. Did you find as soon as you thought you were locked in, it suddenly wasn't so calm?
2: No, i just worried I'd get told off. Just because like, I don't know what I'd <laughs> steal. But, like. For loitering. Like, yeah. But.
1: But did did yeah. you not suddenly oh oh crap not in a sort of oh woohoo ghost lock bill thing, but did you not think oh crap I'm stuck?
2: Oh yeah, I did I did think that. Um but It's funny
1: how the suddenly from that gate being open to that being closed, you you're fine and then you're not fine. I'd be scared of I ghost. get this a lot. Where I don't like things where you're locked in or cost I'd
0: know rationally that there were no ghosts. But I would immediately think that there were ghosts. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like, yeah, no, rationally I'd be like, well, clearly there's nothing going on here. It's just the dark it's just my fear Ooh, It's, it's just an apprehension and, and fear of the dark. Yeah, somewhat yeah. But I would immediately think either A, it's a ghost, or B, <laughs> it's like a murderer.
1: Or who's penning you Who's in. only
0: ever in a in a in a graveyard. But then also but why would the murderer be in a graveyard? It's too obvious, isn't but, it? But there's also no one to murder. They're all dead. They're all dead.
1: Well, he's waiting for unsuspecting people to stay for too long.
0: Like a very efficient murderer. Like, in. I'll do it here. And
1: I can bury them. Yeah. That's <laughs> a perfect plan.
2: Yeah. So that's a very and fresh at, grave. You look over your shoulder and you find Gerald, freshman's trip, trip from driving <laughs> yeah, yeah. around. Just here
1: like a flump. an
2: open grave. Yeah. Oh,
1: Gerald, falling in
2: again. How can the same shit happened to the same guy twice? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was staying in with Peter Willington, Chris Darby and Alex Briscombe. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Mixcloud, ACAR, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. And also, if you'd like to leave a review for us, that would be fantastic. Leaving a review is a really great way to let other people know of the work
1: we're doing here. Also, you can visit stayingin.podbean.com for more information and links to the comics, games, movies, and more covered in this episode, as well as all of our other episodes.
0: And finally, come find us on Twitter, on stayinginpod.